Thanks for tuning in to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. Hello, everybody. This is Jenny from JR's Hunt for Life and our program podcast, Safe Talk. JR's Hunt for Life is a nonprofit that our family began oh, about five years ago after our son JR Hunter took his life. We needed to find people that were living with the tragedy that we were now living with. We needed some comfort. We needed to know we were not alone. And we started JR's Hunt for Life and Eventually, we started a Facebook uh, support page. It's confidential. I know. That's funny. On Facebook, it's confidential. However, we vet people before we let them in, and it is confidential. And uh, to this date, we have around 18,000 global members. And we found out, you know what? that suicide is not just in the town or the state that we live in. Suicide is around the world. It is insidious. It is, it is a tragedy. It is life-changing for the survivors. So JR's Hunt for Life, our mission is to prevent suicide and to bring awareness. And so thus the program Safe Talk. Now, I want you all to know that Billy is not with us for this talk. He will be back. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you my contact information first of all. My email is jlh35 at hotmail.com. You can reach me on most social platforms and the web at JR's Hunt for Life. You can message me through Facebook, Jenny Hunter. And if this is crucial and if it is something that is an emergency, please, please call 911. Or if you have time and you would like to wait for me to respond, please let me know that it is an emergency, okay? So um, just to let you know, our last podcast, we began on listening. So listening is a skill. Listening is something that we all do in our life all the time. Uh, And I quoted a fella from Germany that... He had written an article on suicide and how he had helped a young man by just listening to him. Now, this fella was a therapist, or I I don't even know if he's still alive, but if he is, he is a therapist. And he helped this young man simply by listening. And the reason he knows that is because that is what this young man told him, that he was the only one that listened to him took the time to actually listen. And this fella, this therapist, decided and that we can all help with suicide prevention. And he said, we absolutely have the cure for suicide. It's you. It's me. It's all of us who will listen and who will 
give the time to people that are hurting, people that need to be heard. So what is listening? I think we might have talked about it a little bit on our last uh, podcast. So let's go over this for a minute. What is listening? So listening doesn't come naturally to us. It, it really doesn't. I know it doesn't come naturally to me uh, because as I'm listening, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to say. <laughs> and, and I must tell you that through these last five, six, seven years, I have learned a different way to listen. So it's something that we need to make a conscious effort to do. It takes practice, and believe me, it does take practice, and it can be difficult at times because at times we want to jump in and we want to say something before we forget it. And when we do that, we lose the trust of the person that we're trying to hear because all they want is to be heard. They don't want advice. If they want your advice, they will ask you for your advice. And that's another thing is that when people offer advice and it has not been solicited, really what makes you think that they want your advice? What makes you think that that is going to help them? So what I usually tell people is unless someone has asked for your advice, you're wasting your breath because if they want it, they will ask for it. If they don't want it, they're not going to hear you. They're not going to listen to you. So listening is, get this, fully concentrating on what is being said. Taking it in without prejudgment rather than hearing the general message. So that's another thing that is so, so important that we'll come across here in a bit. But no judgments as you're listening. Absolutely no judgments. We have talked about no judgments on these programs. It's so very, very important. No judgments. Because if someone thinks they're being judged, they're not going to talk honestly with you. In fact, they may not even talk to you. And I would suspect that you would be the same. If you think someone is judging you, you're not going to be, you're not going to be talking to them, right? Well, I know I'm not going to be. So listening is not a conversation. <laughs> Absolutely, it's not a back and forth. It is not a conversation. We need to be listening. So here's a couple of habits that might help you with learning how to listen. It may take practice. Others of you may be very good at it. So first of all, we're going to concentrate on what is being said. We're not going to be distracted. We're not going to formulate a response while we're listening. And that is something that I had to start working on is I I would think about, oh, I need to respond to this in this fashion. Oh, I just thought of something. I need to respond. And that is not listening. That is just slightly paying attention and deciding how you're going to rebut, how you're going to come back to them, what you may want to say to them. And that doesn't really matter because listening is the device by where we can save lives. Remember that. 
Listening is the device by where we can save lives. It's so, so important. Then we're going to show that we are engaged with them. We're going to, if we're in person, we're going to be looking at them. We're going to be maybe nodding. We're going to be acknowledging that we're listening, that we're hearing. Now, if we're not in person, <clears throat> which our Facebook page, we're not in person. But I can tell you that we have so many people that we hear on that page. So many people that come to that page to tell their story, to receive help, to just be heard, to be validated, to know that they're not alone. And as they talk on the page, so to speak, they understand they're not alone. There's many, many people that have been, are, are, or they, they are empathetic with what this person is saying. So you don't have to be in person to listen. Remember that. You do not have to be in person to listen. It takes, um, it takes a lot of energy to, for a person, if they are in trouble, if they are having suicide ideations, if they are depressed, no matter what it is, it takes time for them to speak, to decide to speak, to decide what to say, because the last thing they want is to be judged. And I have learned that, that we, we have many people that will post anonymously because they don't want to be judged. They don't want their neighbors, their people to know how they're truly feeling. And that is a sad, sad state of affairs. We need to listen. We need to stop the stigma. No judgments. Uh, that's for another program. Sorry. <laughs> so another thing we're going to do is wait for the speaker to finish speaking. And then we can ask questions if it's appropriate. We won't interrupt we will we will listen and a lot of times all they need is quiet time they need for us to be patient with them let them formulate their thoughts let them get the words out that they need to get out and so that's like i said that's something that i've been working on the past several years is to not um interrupt with a response or not be thinking of a response as that person is talking. So all these things we talked about, concentrating, showing you're engaged, waiting for that person to finish speaking. Um, there's another thing, summarize your understanding. So if someone is telling you they had just been through a divorce, they're sad, they don't know what to do, what should they do next, what about the kids, all these types of things, no matter what the topic is, at the end and when they're done speaking, you can summarize it if you'd like. You can say, well, what I hear you saying is you just were divorced. You're anxious about your household and your children or whatever it is that you heard, you're going to summarize that back to them so that they can hear that, so that they know that you have been listening. Now, these can all be, these listening points can all be applied to both your personal life and professional scenarios. So um, 
you know, it's not something that you have to remember. It's just something that is so important that once you practice it, it's going to come natural. Concentrating, uh, listening, waiting, being patient, it's going to come natural. And it, it took me a while. In fact, I'm not perfect at it by any means, <laughs> but I'm still practicing. I'm still practicing. And patience is, is very hard for most of us to practice and to achieve in this day of technology. And we get satisfaction. We get it right then and there whenever we want it. Um, so patience is something that just doesn't seem to come natural anymore in this day and age. So that is something to practice. So <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm still getting over this silly cold. So my voice, I may be clearing my throat. And for that, I apologize. But that is not going to stop me. <laughs> so listening is a way to improve trust. You can improve trust with that other person by just listening and letting them know that you're listening and you're hearing. You can improve that trust. So <clears throat> our Facebook page, that's what we do. We listen. And many people have told us that just by listening, that saved their lives. They just needed to talk. They needed to vent. They needed to get that poison and that vomit out of their systems with no judgments and no preconceived ideas. So that's what we do is we listen. We listen. Even though we're not in person, we listen. If we're on the phone, we listen. If we're chatting on media, we listen, no matter where it is or what time it is or, you know, and that's another thing. When people want to speak and talk, when they finally get the nerve or get brave enough to do it and make that decision, it could be any time. It could be any time of the day or night. And so if you, if that happens to you, be ready because when they're willing to talk and they need to talk, that's when you need to listen. That is the most vulnerable they're going to be. And that is when you need to listen with no judgments, no preconceived ideas, be patient. So listening is a skill. It serves others. But it also, get this, it also stretches us to become more loving, compassionate, non-judgmental and patient people. It's an important skill. It's an important skill to master because like I said, it serves others and it stretches us to be patient and loving and compassionate and non-judgmental and empathetic. And I could go on and on with that. Listening has tremendous therapeutic value for someone struggling. It truly does. How do you feel when someone takes the time to listen to you? Isn't that therapeutic for you? Don't you just need to get that out of your system so you can move on, take some baby steps forward? Yes, it's therapeutic and it's very valuable for someone that is struggling. And here's another one, which I love. It allows people to solve their own difficulties in the company of someone that cares, a caring listener. So <clears throat> as a person that needs to talk, hears himself, herself, talking 
they gain more clarity about their problem. And then they start to think about how they can, if they, then it's a challenge to them. How can they solve that problem? What can they do? How can they equip themselves to find a resolution? That is so true. So when I have things mulling over in my brain over and over and over again, if I speak out loud, then I find myself hearing myself, hearing those issues, and my brain is then thinking, how can I fix this? What can I do? How can I reach a resolution? How can I pass through this safely? What can I do? How can I, how can I help other people do it? And so as a person is talking, that is what's going on in their head. They're hearing themselves. They're hearing their problems out loud for the first time, maybe. And they're thinking oh my gosh, I just had an idea. This is what I can do with this. And they'll say it out loud to you sometimes. They'll say, oh, I know what I can do about this. Or I'm, I'm glad I said it out loud because now that I hear myself, it seems so trivial. And the, either one could be the case. Um, I know that people build, build, build things up in their head. And when they hear it out loud to another person, it does. It seems trivial. It seems silly. It seems, why did I think this way? So it is so, so important to listen and let that person speak. And it, it you too, that's, that goes for you too. I mean, if you need to get something out, you find your safe person and you start talking and you don't stop until it's all out. You know, there's a comparison. I know this is kind of maybe a little gross comparison, but how many of you have ever been nauseous? You're nauseous and you you know that if you could just vomit, you would feel so much better because, because that instantly cures your problem, instantly when you get sick. So that's kind of what this is like. It's like, you're carrying this around inside of you and it's so heavy and it's so sickening and it's so it's it's wearing you down and you just don't know what to do about it and finally once you open it up and you let that spew out you're better you feel better and i know there's many of us that that have gone through this that we let it go back and forth in our head and we regurgitate it all the time. And so once we do regurgitate it, we're better. We're absolutely better. We feel better. We have clarity. We know we, we have a plan and we also have some hope. Or before we spoke it out loud, perhaps we had no hope. Perhaps we had no hope. And I coined the phrase, hope is the enemy of suicide. And it truly is because hope is the main shared precursor to suicidal activity. So hope is what we're trying to give these people. And when we listen to them and we care about them and we're non-judgmental and we're empathetic, we're giving them hope. We're giving them hope just by sitting there listening to them. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing that we could save a life just by listening to someone and giving them a glimpse of hope. So when a person feels heard, really seriously, an emotional burden is lifted and they feel less stressed, less confused, 
they feel like they have clarified things, like things are now easier to work out because it, it maybe it wasn't as desperate as they thought. Maybe it wasn't as confusing as they thought. But all of that happens when we keep it internalized. All of that happens when we don't speak it out loud, when we don't hear it, when we don't have a, like a, 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 a clear, safe board to bounce it off of, and that's us. So it, 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 that burden is lifted. And many, many, many times, as I said, we save lives just by listening. And it seems too easy. It just seems too easy. But it's not, it's, it's saving a life can be easy. It can be difficult. But the main thing is that we are their salvation at that point. We are the ones giving them hope. We are the ones allowing them to take their time and to talk about what they need to talk about. And we're getting, you, we're getting that vomit all over us. But let me tell you what, it's going to make you feel so good when you listen to someone and you know you have helped them and you even may know that you have saved their life by listening. So a caring listener, which is what you are, you're caring, you're caring about that person, you're caring about what they may be living with, you can empower them to a greater self-esteem and self-awareness simply by listening. Isn't that amazing? We as humans can do so much for each other and the ultimate is save a life. But you know what? Most of us would rather talk than listen. Most of us would rather talk than listen. And I, I have never been a real big talker. Um, I do talk. Uh uh, but not not very much. I mean, I'm talking on this podcast, yes, but in real life, away from this podcast, I really don't, I take it seriously that if someone does not ask for my advice, I do not offer it. Um, I can step back and listen, and at some point, if they do ask me for help, then at that point, I can help them. But as we talked about, if they don't want the help, you offering your help is, is they're not going to take it because they have not solicited it. They have not asked for it. So caring listening is what we're doing. And it's used when, when the person is in pain or angry or upset or lost or hopeless and especially hopeless. That's where it gets when people become suicidal. And we don't want it to get to that point. Many times people will wait until they're at that point before they will say something. So we must always be attentive and listening. So as a good listener, we're also accompanying a person in their moments of sadness or anguish or self-discovery, clarity, we're accompanying them in their challenges. We are going with them. Isn't that amazing? We are going with them. We are there with them. We are walking the road with them. And it's so important that they know they're not alone. We are just there to hold them up, to let them 
uh, talk about what they need to talk about. Let them lean on us. Let us, we can watch them gain some strength. And that is amazing when you watch someone gain some strength because you're there, you're letting them lean on you and they're beginning to understand what is going on with themselves. So again, I'm going to say there's no conversation, there's no give and take, there's no sharing dialogue, no talking. Um, and, you know, I kind of liken that to listening is giving at the expense of yourself because you're giving your time, your effort, your complete attention to someone. And you're giving that at the expense of yourself. And that's the definition of love. Love is giving at the expense of yourself. So when we listen, we are loving that person at the expense of ourselves. We are giving them grace. We are allowing them the room and the territory that they need to be downright brutally honest. And we're not going to be shocked. We're not going to be uh, taken aback. We're not going to have any judgments. We are just going to listen. We're going to take the time. We're going to offer empathy. We're going to pay attention to them, what they're saying and their body language. We are going to not give advice. <laughs> that that is a challenge. Um, we are going to allow for silence. And when we do that, that allows that person to slow down and think about it and allows them clarity. So silence, you know, we don't have to fill every second with with a word or a discussion or a conversation or noise or whatever. We allow for silence. We sit quietly. Now, if you feel that you must say something, and of course, that is up to you. However, silence is very powerful when someone is hurting and needs to talk and needs some clarity. Silence is, is very, very, very powerful. We are going to be completely attentive to what that person is saying. We are not going to interrupt we are going to turn off our phones, turn off the TV, turn off the radio, no noise, no interruptions, no kids around, no animals around. If that's humanly possible, many times we're somewhere where and when that person decides to speak, we may be in the grocery store and they'll bump into us and they'll decide to speak. Uh, we may be riding somewhere to an event or something in the car and they'll decide to speak. Uh, so many times it's not an opportune time for you. However, when you think about it thoughtfully and realize this person needs to get this poison, this vomit out of them, and it may save their life and it may give them clarity so that they can move on and have hope. Yes, yes, we do have time for that. No judgments, no judgments. I will say that over and over and over again. Our son, JR, had a tattoo on his arm that said, no judgments, only God can judge me. And he did not judge anyone. He did not care many, no many, where they lived, where they didn't live. He did not care. He treated everyone fairly and equitably. And that is so, so important. And that is one of our mantras on our page. No 
judgments. You should live your life with no judgments. Do you like being judged? I don't like being judged. And I know that you wouldn't like being judged, so we are not going to judge. We're going to offer grace. And that makes the speaker feel safe, makes them feel acknowledged, valued, validated, offer grace. Grace is maybe squeezing through that tight space and coming out on the other end without any judgments, without anything. Grace lets them be who they are, lets them say what they need to say with no judgments. You know, this podcast is called Safe Talk. And a listening allows for safe talk. And safe talk saves lives. And that's what we're all about. That's what JR's Hunt for Life is all about. And so we're going to wrap it up now. And if you have any questions, anything you would like to say, anything you would like us to listen to, you can reach out to me. I gave you all of our information at the beginning of the program. Um, Billy will be back with us soon. So anything at all, please reach out. Please remember, 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 no judgments. Offer hope. Hope is the enemy of suicide. Farewell, everyone. Have a great, great time and life until we meet again. You've been listening to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast Safe Talk with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. Jenny Hunter is the founder of JR's Hunt for Life, a suicide prevention nonprofit movement offering hope and support globally. I'm Billy Floyd. I'm a podcast host, a media broadcaster, and most importantly, a positive influencer. Sounds of Soul Music is courtesy of Fearless Motivation. Find out more about JR's Hunt for Life at jrshuntforlife.org.